Good morning, podcast, and welcome to a new episode on the Pierre Lambert Show. I hope you're staying home and you're cozy because today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Sorel Amor. Oh yeah, you guys have been asking for me to have her on the podcast. Finally happened. She's here with all of her energy and you'll see it's going to be incredible because we'll be digging into different topics. One of them is going to teach you how to be unique as a creator, as an artist, and how to actually foster that and why it's gonna yield completely different results. I think just that part is like gold. On top of that, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about her gear, we'll talk about how to progress as an artist, uh, how to progress as a human being, and how to reinvent yourself, how she did it a few times, and how she followed her intuition to be where she is now. Wow, I, I think it's gonna be packed with valuable information. If anything hits home run with you, make sure you tag us in your Instagram stories, tweet it, send us a quote. We love hearing back from you guys. Now, with that being said, let's get started. Let's welcome Sorrel to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Sorrel. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, tell us a little bit where you are right now. I am in Iceland. It is 9.30 p.m. and it's still light because we're about to hit 24-hour sunlight here and it's just the beginning of April soon. So, yeah. Oh, does that mean you have like constant, uh, how do you call that, like sunset or sunrise or is it like constant midday? At around 2 a.m. or maybe midnight, it starts being sunset uh, colors and then by because the sun never sets so by 3 a.m it starts rising and you have sunrise colors so from midnight until maybe 6 a.m you have uh, the golden hour which is really good for photographers <laughs> yeah that's what I was thinking I'm like damn that sounds like paradise I mean I know you can is. get bored after a while but uh, no, no oh cool <laughs> most beautiful sunrises and sunsets you've ever seen in your entire life really Damn. iceland is magic yeah no nowhere else in the world have i seen beauty as astounding as iceland wow okay that's that's a good selling point and i i felt like you know iceland is weird because it's like one of those places that i feel like kind of blew up with photography so in a way <laughs> it kind of makes me think i don't want to go just yeah because I, I don't like i don't like hype stuff um, I understand that completely, but take? there's also sometimes a reason why things are really popular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, there, there's, I also like going to places that haven't been visited. I went to Mongolia yeah. and I feel like I'm still one of the very first photographers to go there and explore it. Um, at the, when I say photographers, I mean public yeah. people, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's a very undiscovered place that is about to pop. And yes, definitely. So I like that feeling of going and exploring it. But there is, I mean, I have lived on and off in Iceland for four years now. And sometimes I'm like, Ugh, Iceland, I've seen it. It's so annoying to see it on photos now because people do the same photos over and over again in Iceland, which is a big disservice to yourself as a photographer why would you are you talking about a, a yellow jacket in front of a waterfall oh my gosh yeah. please punch <laughs> me in the face why would you do that to yourself why would you take the exact same photo that you've seen a million times like there are so many possibilities in photography unfollow everyone that takes those kind of photos and just figure out what works for yourself that's how my brain always thinks of these things <laughs> that is wait 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 are you are you do you really do that like do what like would you really unfollow people uh because you think they're doing stuff you see too much i'm curious so when i was going through a stage of trying to figure out who i am and what i stand for and i was learning photography and uh just navigating the space for myself i started going down the route of doing the exact same thing 
that everybody else was doing. Doing, mm. and then I was like, wait, whoa, 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 I'm gonna do the exact same thing, thinking that it's gonna get me some sort of different results. How am I gonna stand out from the crowd? That's so that's so counterintuitive counterintuitive so i actually did i i went through a stage where i muted everyone that i was following so oh. i could focus on my own creativity and my own expression and figure out what i liked and what things worked for me so i took time to understand my own style and my own self before i turned back on these people's posts where i could appreciate what they were doing for themselves but it didn't then influence my decision of what i was going to take photos of That is that is so. Um, I, I will say in a way it's ballsy because it, I feel like the moment you do that, there, there's two ways, and I, I guess two people. One one way I could see it where like you're like, yes, finally I'm cutting out the noise and I can focus on me, and maybe there is another part that might be. This is actually scary, you know. What's scary? To, like to meet your friends. <laughs> no, yeah, in a way to to be like I'm gonna have like no nothing to look at to either inspire or like define so but you think you'll have nothing to look at but you just cut out one source of information that is being fed into your brain which is the repetitive same thing that you see all the time whereas inspiration for photography for me comes from so many different sources mm -hmm. we've got oh, we've <laughs> i don't know we've got the magazines we've got movies we've got plants We've got the sunsets. We've got um, fashion. You have there is just painting, music. I mean, to look at the exa exact same thing that you want to create, that's not going to spark any creativity. So why would you True. do that to yourself? <laughs> that is so good. I lo I love that. I'm uh, I'm poking you here just just to see how it is Please. in your in your mind because um, obviously I, I'm just trying to speak from other people who might be listening to and might be also confused mm -hmm. how to do it without like feeling like they're let alone. But I think being alone mm -hmm. is, is actually a good thing. How do you, yes. what's, what would be your biggest source of inspiration once you've cut out that for you? Like, or when you went through the process, what, how was it like? Um, the biggest inspiration, I think I went through a stage where I was in data collection mode. So mm. I was looking at my favorite photographers and I was analyzing everything they were doing. And then I'd spend like eight hours a day sometimes on Lightroom just trying to replicate their editing style mm. and try to rep then I would go out there and try to shoot and replicate the way that they would shoot. So I did go through a stage where I collected a couple of photographers that I loved their style. And then um, once I was in that accumulation stage, Then I started to shed things that I didn't like, actually. At first, it was pure replication. Can I just do what they're doing and see if I can do it as good as them? Once yeah. the replication, once I completed that stage, then I was like, okay, started to shed the layers that weren't actually mine. And so once I turned all the information sources off coming into my brain, I was then in experimentation mode. So I collected all my information and then it was execution because I think a lot of people forget the execution stage and the repetition of the skill is really important <laughs> that you have to just lock yourself up and do your own thing and see where your brain takes you with the information you've already collected over time. So I think experimentation was where I got my inspiration from really because i already had everything i needed now mm. it's just putting it into practice that is so good i think it's such a, a great way of thinking and doing it uh, if i'm super honest because yeah i mean it's like try to replicate so you master the technique and then <laughs> turn off everything so you yeah. can focus on you and and expressing yourself 
is that is that what got you the um, the I want to say fame in the and <laughs> not in the bad way uh, in a good way actually <laughs> the the kind of fame in the um, in the self portrait world because I remember seeing some self portrait but if I'm very honest like anytime I would see self portraits of photographers they were taking photos of themselves in a in a mirror with a camera and I did it in the past yeah. but <laughs> but like. I, I would see some very good artists do uh, self-portraits, but I feel like something it it wasn't something I would ever see on social media. And, and I remember when you injected your style in there, I was like, that's cool. That's different. That's also ballsy because it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's It's just so different. I love it. It's so different. And it also, I think there's a big resistance to self-portraits from a lot of photographers, which is funny because self-portraits are the oldest expression of um, self-exploration, mm -hmm. really. Like we have been doing this as humans for the longest time. People were painting themselves. People were taking photos of themselves when the first cameras came out. So it's like a just a version of self-exploration. Um, but a lot of photographers just instantly, they put it into the vein category, which I will admit there is an element of that. Um, but I'm just intrigued by the person. I'm intrigued by the fact that I am in a human body. <laughs> My I know, it's cool. In this little thing. <laughs> I have like this soul sitting inside of this meat suit. And I'm like, whoa, awesome. Awesome, <laughs> so, let's photograph yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is there is definitely a level of vanity towards it, but I find that there's I think Instagram has bred and I I'm I'm very well, well aware that I'm part of that that like my Instagram is just me. It's really yeah. it's it's it is heavy with doing this for four years now, everything being about me, 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 me. Mm. It's it is draining, but I know that it gets the best results. And for a while that was the most important thing. And now I'm transitioning into something else. So I'm going to see where that takes me. But um, yeah, with the self portraits, that was a really, really fun journey and I still love doing it. And um, that's it. I, I think for anyone who thinks it's vain, I just want to remind them that when they're 90 year old and they will have no good photos <laughs> of themselves, they're going to be like, damn it. She was right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and this, you can take self-portraits with family members and capture that part of history and time. You can take uh, self-portraits in when you're really sad and then it will flash you back to what you were going through so that when you're feeling really good, you can remember where you came from. You can capture emotions even when you have no models around you and you really feel like the photo needs a subject. You can put yourself in it and it just brings a whole brand new dimension to your art. So there's a lot of reasons why you would use yourself as a prop in the photos to tell a better story that's that's absolutely true and it's especially now with what's happening i mean a lot of people are stuck at home uh it's, <laughs> and as you know we we're, we're producing content on youtube <laughs> and so <laughs> my thing being mostly around photography i i'm preparing an episode on self-portrait but uh And that's where it got funny because in my head I was like, well, what do I want to like forget about YouTube? Like, what what do I want to capture from that moment? Because I think it's super historical. Like, whether it's cool or not, it, it, I mean, it's not cool first of all. But I I think the fact that I'm living a historical moment that's probably going to be in textbooks in the future, and I have never done that in my life before, is has a part of excitement, and I want to be able to capture that and maybe capture my state of mind while I was tr going through it, you know, it's like those war photographers that are able to, mm. to show you a little bit of what, what it was like. And we're so lucky. I mean, we're asked to stay home, you know, like we could be at war 
and having to mm. leave our families. But I still want to like try to do that. Uh, I'll try to share it on YouTube, see if it goes anywhere uh, mm -hmm. creatively. But I I think it's what you say about capturing emotions is like not just other people's emotions, but ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very powerful tool. How do you how do you like think about um, recreating yourself? Because you you've been you you I, th I just saw your last post with the bikini session in the snow. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I was wondering how how do you like talk? Uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about about what's going on in your in your mind now. Yeah, so I have been doing and teaching self portraits and a little bit of photography stuff online for around three years, I'd say. And um, I'm now shedding that part of my story and it has been super fun. It's been super awesome and I still love my advanced selfies. So I'm going to continue doing them because they just bring me way too much joy to give it up. But <laughs> I became this, I became a teacher in the photography sphere, which I don't feel like that is what I am going to do now. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's sticking. So I'm getting rid of that because there's, when you're swinging from, a vine and you want to get up to the next vine, you have to let go of the one you're holding on to, to catch the next one. Mm. So I'm seeking the next version of me because I think in this beautiful lifetime that we have being stuck doing one thing is just so counterintuitive to me. And I very often shed my skin. And just now it's an, in a different way because I'm a now a public figure. Whereas five years ago, I shed a, a story, my whole life switched and I do this a lot. So I was ready for the switch, but being in the public eye, it's a lot harder because I have to also tell everybody that's with me, like, sorry, but I'm not going to do that anymore because that's just not, like, I just know that there's something more I can give and I just have to allow myself the space. And, you know, I can disappoint some people, but ultimately I'm the only one I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. Uh, so I have to take care of what my soul says right now. And it says time to move on. Yeah. That's wow. That's cool. Are you a little bit um, afraid of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Of course. The unknown is what is the? We have no idea. I mean, now the whole collective <laughs> is sitting in the unknown. None of us know what's going on at all, and that's so uncomfortable because you 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 have zero certainty about what the future is going to bring. But there's also some sort of a beauty because I used to want to plan everything in my life. And then I realized mm. that surprises are really nice. And why would I want to know the outcome of my life for the next one year, two years, five years? So, yeah, uncertainty, even though this one has been forced upon us. Yeah. We have two ways of looking at it. One, let's roll with it. And just if your life is not an immediate danger and no one around you is an immediate danger, that's really great, really great position. Just embrace the unknown or you can just panic the whole time and be in despair, which is not going to help anyone. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, how, how do you, or let, let's talk about like the, the fact that we're living some, something where we, everyone's kind of stuck. No one knows about the unknown, but do you remember a moment in your life where you actually knew what was coming up? Hmm. If I knew what was coming, I mean, I had predictions. So with um, with my YouTube journey, let's go for that one. I started YouTube about three and a half, four years ago, and 
for six years before that, I wanted to be a YouTuber hmm. and I don't know why. And then I just, <laughs> really, I, <clears throat> yeah, I just kept on being like, just do YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And I tried a few times, like five false starts to it. Cause I, it, when you start anything, you suck. <laughs> really badly. I, I, th- I was instantly <laughs> given talent. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I don't know. I just knew that I was going to be a YouTuber. I just knew it in mm. the, in my bone. And I, I didn't rest until it happened. And I don't even know the point where I could call myself a YouTuber. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> Cause there's, I don't know. I feel like, Yes, you can make videos, but that doesn't make you, you make you a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Maybe when that's your primary focus, maybe that's a YouTuber. I don't know, but <clears throat> I reached that point and it just felt right. I was like, I was meant to be here. I just knew it. I just, yeah. So that was some of the most clarity that I have gotten in my life to pursue anything. That That's really cool to hear. For anyone who's who might be in a in a space where they're trying really hard to get to a point uh that they think they want to be you know or they might feel like they are becoming do you although you had clarity did you have clarity on your every day what i'm supposed to do or did you just have clarity on like the overall (laughs) overall goal (laughs) not at all i had um yeah clarity on the final goal okay it just it was so so strong the feeling towards it was so strong And it was funny because I didn't have any desire, not desire. I didn't have any reason behind it. I didn't have any strategy for it. And I still, I think it's pretty obvious if you study my channel a little bit, there isn't really a a strategy. It was just what felt right at the moment. And I landed in in a couple of really powerful pockets that helped me propel. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't have a strategy. I just knew the outcome and then I stumbled and I made mistakes and I tried again and I kept going. And then I found, I think it's, I often hear people saying, don't give up until it works, which is true, but you also have to be a little bit strategic towards it. (laughs) Don't just make videos. If you want to be say a YouTuber, don't just make videos of what you're eating in the day, study what's going on. What is working in the in the sphere maybe pick a niche okay same me advanced um, photography accidentally stamp stumbled upon this because i released a video on how to pose and it's got eight million views now and that is what really pushed my photography career forward and from that i started making more photography videos but i found an angle that no one was covering which was helping everyday people take great photos of themselves mm-hmm. um or just learning how to be okay and comfortable in front of the camera. It was a niche that people had not covered yet, and I was one of the first people to do it. But I was actively seeking what would be successful, not just hoping (laughs) blindly putting out videos that, I mean, the beginning, beginning, I made videos that made no sense, but eventually I had to put strategies in place because I needed to grow. Yeah, it's um, (laughs) what you're saying reminds me of a little bit my, my journey for the simple reason that, I did six months of daily videos and I don't think I don't think one person of the people know it, but I did six <laughs> months of daily videos almost and they were like garbage. But that process taught me how to edit fast, how to yes. actually get comfortable about saying nonsense in front of the camera and how to be okay with having zero views uh, <laughs> yes. or very few. Yep. And once, like, like you say, at one point I, I laid down things. I'm like, okay, I'm spending 
too much time on that and it's yielding zero right now it made me grow for a little bit what can we strategize to make it better or like just to make something that works you know and uh mm -hmm. that that's very powerful do you think in as a photographer you're supposed to strategize also or i just want to add to what you just said before i Go. answer that question uh I also had a three month period where I was traveling the world and I was making ridiculous amounts of videos and content. So it was, and I didn't have many views at the time either. So I think that what we both did yeah. was really important as well to, it was like acquiring the skills. So we, we can't discount that. So I will say, I will admit that having that time was really important yeah. as well. Yeah. Strategies, but it's something we don't yeah, like to talk about as much i think <laughs> because people are like how, as, how did you get all glamorous. those views well i, I first of all i took a I gopro worked. i press record and put it in my fridge up in the yes. fridge because i saw casey do that and then <laughs> and then i did oh that for gosh, six yes. months and no one watched it and then i was like oh <laughs> maybe there's a problem yep 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 yeah definitely all of that we all have to stumble for a while and acquire the skills which is absolutely not sexy and with photography is there uh is there strategies yes yeah i mean you can one figure out what your niche is and what niche you love straight away but i highly doubt most people will know that until they test a million different other niches and they take photos that they go to a photo shoot and they book clients and they figure out that was horrible i never want to do a shoot <laughs> like that ever again I'm sorry has that <laughs> happened to you do you have a good one? Uh, I, I just, well, I, I did an internship for when I first started photography. So I was meditating and it just said I was a business person, zero art sense in me or so I thought. And then I was meditating for 10 days doing silent meditation retreat. Oh. And it just said, yeah, it said the only message that stuck was contact your friend Sasha and asked to be her intern in photography. And I was like, what? I don't need photog photography? Okay, sure, whatever, fine. So I did, and I ended up interning, in interning for her, going from being a marketing manager, making good cash, and then all of a sudden I was making very little. Some Most of the time, I think for the first three months, I wasn't making any money. So I worked for free or very minimum amount of money, um just being her uh <laughs> just being a slave let's just say that. she was obviously amazing but i would just do anything anything she asked for me i would do it for three months and then she started paying me a little bit later on uh, a more solid income once i started acquiring skills but i was in observation mode just watching her for like six months without taking photos and for the last three months of the internship i started taking photos so it was a nine-month internship internship at first And I forget why I brought that up. <laughs> oh, you brought it up. Oh, but then, yeah. so I, I got to see how, what, what, what it was like for her to work with clients. And I took some photos of clients and I really enjoyed that process. But there was nothing that gave me as much joy. And I don't know why as self-portraits. Huh. It just, the obsession with this was dumb. But I loved it so much that I would put, most of my effort into figuring out how they worked mixing it with nature because I like nature shots but I had to figure that out and I did maybe a couple of shoots for other clients and I still liked it but 
there was still not the highest level of excitement and joy as when I could just work with myself without any constraints, without any expectations, and I could just create for myself. So I guess it's like finding whatever sparks the most joy in you and trying to pursue as much of that as possible. That is so good. Can I can I wind back to your uh, silent meditation retreat? How, yes. how like how clear was the message? Like I'm I'm trying to to understand. I'm still trying to like understand my own intuition and I and I'm struggling. So tell me. How clear the message was? Yeah, like was it a thought that keep coming back to you? Was like you should contact that person or was it something that slowly built out in through your mind? If you if you, you remember, yeah, I do every day. Okay, amazing. How long do you meditate for? Lately, lately mm -hmm. I, I went back to Wim Hof, so I'm doing my two rounds nice. of breathing, and then I I just like enjoyed <laughs> the high after while meditating. Uh, but for a while, it was about ten to twenty minutes uh, every morning. Mm. So I still do that, but with yeah. breathing now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think there's just it was my message was extremely clear, but it could only come through because I was in this space where I had like when you go to Vipassana, you have to do ten days silent meditation. They don't give you a choice of doing less than that uh, because you don't understand you can't detach your mind properly hmm. uh, from the rat, the, the mental psychosis that you have running constantly, the thought process that is on automatic. You have to be able to let go of that. And they figured out that 10 days is the best time to do it. So the message in that came through extremely clear. It was so loud and so profound. And, but that was only because I was in that space and now I booked in for a retreat, but it's been canceled <laughs> because all of them are canceled. <laughs> because everyone has to do I it at home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm in a stage of my life now where I know I need that again. Mm -hmm. There's every few, few years, I just need to recalibrate and I need to be able to hear my own soul speak. And with so much noise outside, constantly telling us what to do and external stimulation, it's very hard to know yourself. Like I don't, I, I don't understand how you can figure out who you are without silencing the mind. And to me, the best tool has been Vipassana, which has changed my mind, changed my entire life. These retreats, wow, completely. Is um, that's really good. How do you do? do you, I mean, I'm gonna ask. It's, it's a little detail. How, do you feel after a certain amount of days, like there is some progression in your mind where you're like, oh? Oh, that's cool. And then it's like, wow, that's getting long. Wow, <laughs> I don't want to be here. And then it's like, uh, oh, I, I don't have a choice. Well, how does it go in your, for you? It's the most painful 10 days of your entire life. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there is, to me, right now, I still haven't had a retreat where it was enjoyable. I've only done two. Mm. Uh -huh. One when I was like 21, roughly. One when I was 25. And they all changed my life. So now I was ready for the new one, but um, alas, not the time right now for me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the uh, the first nine days are some of the most excruciatingly painful things that I've experienced personally. Some people love it and they know what they're doing and they're fine, mm -hmm. but I found it to be horrifically difficult. And then finally on day nine, the sensations I felt within my body were something that I had never experienced before. And the stillness and the acceptance of what is and hearing myself, my not even, not hearing myself, but just like an inner knowing and an inner truth of 
like the being that you are it's you unlock something within yourself that is that is great (laughs) to hear um and the the reason I'm asking is because I'm I'm very much interested into all that because I think first of all it makes us better human beings and second of all it also helps on the daily life level to cope either with things or even if if you want to take it back to creativity it just helps you free a little bit of your creativity and I I find so many like ideas when I meditate uh, I don't necessarily remember them but I I just go with the belief that the most interesting will stay. <laughs> which is exactly what it is because I think a lot of us try to hang on to every single idea a lot of us are we have endless ideas all of us we have multi-million dollar ideas (laughs) but we never bring them into fruition because one there are too many ideas that float around in our brains so doing everything is overwhelming but then two the best ones always do stick and they keep coming back either represented and painted in the emotion of joy that you just freaking love doing it and you're obsessed by it or this constant thought that just won't leave you and you're just like, why <laughs> will you go away? And then you just, just even, even if you take one day to just explore this weird thought that might not have anything to do with anything that you are working on right now, just one day because what have you got to lose? Yeah, And then it might take you down this beautiful path that, circles back somehow magically and then voila you've unlocked something about yourself or your career or your relationships that are just magic 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 that is so cool i think um there, there's a, a little bit of a shift in in like mindsets i would say around especially as we progress in time because a lot of more people talk about for example like tools like meditation or or what or even breath work to actually to access or like be able to get connected a little bit more to ourselves. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of excited about that because I feel that it's something that was, I never, never, never heard about it when I was young. Like meditation was like one mm-hmm. of the things that they do in the Himalayas, you know, on top of a mountain <laughs> uh, with one foot and an eagle on the other hand, you know, uh, <laughs> that was my idea. Or you had to be a monk or whatever. And I'm kind of excited like how it's it's spreading. I, I feel like just for creators or like photographers or anyone who who really tries to because creating is actually the essence man of going deep in, inside yourself and let it get expressed, right? Even if you're you yeah. in a way it's it's I mean, I don't know where creativity comes from, but in a way it comes from nowhere else but inside you. Um you can't you can't really pull it in a bottle and give it to someone. Yeah. <laughs> Here's creativity, try it. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, and all of us have it. Yeah, I think some people think that they don't, that that is the biggest bullshit story. (laughs) I was by the complete belief that there is not a single tiny part of me that is creative, that the art bypassed me and it only got my brother and my sister and my mom and everyone else but not me. And uh, that was just a lie that I was telling myself. I limited myself from that from that from experiencing it because I just hung on to a false story and creativity does come from the depths and it doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to look like a photo that you've seen before with a yellow rain jacket. <laughs> Cause that's not creativity, man. That's just copying. Um, yeah. But- we can all express our own creativity in the weirdest, most bizarre ways. And that's the beauty of being a human. Isn't it? Yes. The um, 
when we talk about being humans and and like actually uh, caring about cr creating things and, and sharing it do you do you feel that uh there's benefit into being vulnerable when we're sharing our work or uh, i have i listened to that very interesting podcast the other day between tim ferris and brene brown uh, i already knew mm -hmm. brene brown's work around vulnerability and then i had chelsea Kawai on the podcast And she was talking about courage and all that made me think. And like as 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 artists, if we want, like when we when we create our work, how vulnerable should we should we be? And and what is actually maybe it's good because now you're in a public figure mode. How how close to your feelings or sharing stuff are you ready to go? And should you go? So according <laughs> to, to 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 Sorel right now. According to me. Uh -huh. I have, I don't know what it's like to not be me. So whatever comes naturally to me, I just have to do it. And when I started my YouTube, it was really with my heart on my sleeve. Like, this is me. This is what I do. I'm, and I just, I was me. And then I did absolutely get hurt and people poked at me and they poked at my heart and it really hurt. And I cried and I cried and, and, and it shut me off a little bit for a while until I realized that actually now I use negative comments as, a, as free therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell us more. <laughs> so if someone says something to you and it, hurts you initially you're just like oh that really hurts and then it could it could stick for days and mm -hmm. days and then you have two options one if it sticks and eventually after you've uh, allowed it to sink in and you digest it and you realize whoa actually there is some truth to mm -hmm. that then you have the ability to uh, to fix that about yourself or there's another way that it could come through and you're hurt for a while and you are so angry that they don't see the true you and how could they be criticizing you and then you realize wait that's I actually don't believe anything that they said so why am I upset and you start honing more into who you are as a person and you become more concrete in who you are so now <laughs> whenever I get bad comments I can filter them really fast I'm like not mine not mine not mine oh there's some pain in that Yeah, they're kind of correct on that. Even today, someone, this is how vulnerable I am <laughs> now. I went through a stage where I shut myself off, but then I realized that wasn't making me happy. And I was putting on a front mm -hmm. on YouTube and my and my photography work that was just, it was, it was fake. And I, I'm living one life. And if I'm not living the authentic life of me, then what's the freaking point? Uh, and today I had someone saying, it's, it's really cheap that you're using your body to get extra views and um with my i mean i look at my feed and it's all me i'm very comfortable with my body and my initial response was like oh dude shut up like i i am very comfortable with myself and i love my body and it's annoying that society's like be super comfortable with your body oh but not too much don't show it <laughs> off too much so there's a fine line trying to work out what you can share what you can't but then there was a part of me that was like, actually, he also has a good point because I think I have, I have um, believed subconsciously or maybe consciously that my looks or my body is the most uh, enticing thing about me because I haven't fallen in love with my mind yet, just yet or my soul. 
And I haven't figured out a way of expressing that into the world, which I think has a lot more benefit than just photos of myself in a bikini. (laughs) (laughs) So I am now, and I'm, I'm literally in this stage now where I'm trying to figure out more as a woman, as a mature version of myself, what I want to bring into the world and what other messages I want to spread. So he was, yeah, it's free therapy now. <laughs> so, yeah, being vulnerable is like, I, I like it, but it's only because that's how I operate in the world. Forcing vulnerability is not going to work. Interesting. I like the what you said, forcing it is not going to work. The I Just wanting back to that comment, I feel like even if I were to go naked on my feed, I would never get someone tell me, <laughs> You're using your body for views, like ever, ever. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that you know. It's one of those experiences where I try to be as mindful at, as what maybe other people might be feeling or living. But I understand that my life is as Pierre right now is so different than the life that you have been living from birth until now. So I'll never be able to experience one person of what it might be but from my point of view i'm like shit when you said that i'm like it's such a thing that only women will ever feel i'll never be able to feel that unless we reverse society and i'm in an amazon uh, camp and uh, everyone thinks my body is amazing you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's yeah, there is definitely extra pressure for females. Man, this is a hurdle that we do have to jump through. And because we have been painted as like females, your worth is your beauty. And this is the most important thing. But also if you show it off too much, that makes you a slut or you're cheap or whatever. So we have this weird navigation that we have to do. Um, yeah, with this physical form and realizing that we are a lot more than that and we still have to deal with the comments that are telling us that it's not the yeah. case. In a way, I, I think I would have replied to that guy, don't be jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love my body. I really love my body. And you know what? Just what you said before, I'll be 90 and I'll be looking back on my photos being like, damn. <laughs> so ultimately, I'm really like, I'm happy that the path I've taken, but now it's an extra stage to just dig into the mind as well. But I'm not going to stop with my photos. Don't get me wrong. I'm just going to add another layer of Sorel to That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you're not already in love with your soul and with your mind because it's yeah. literally it's everything that got you to do whatever you're doing whenever you're doing it. Hmm. It's it's just you. It's, it's so fun. I, I don't know. I just see it as super fun. And and that's my progression in life. You. you know, um, I see our soul as being something like really funny, actually. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey, Sorel, try to remove your body. Now what's, now what's left? You know, like what's left in the room? Are you still there or, or is there no one? And then you're like, oh, that's kind of fun. Well, if I can still even think about it, I'm probably still there. So what do I look like? Maybe a frog, who knows? <laughs> Oh wow, that's fun. <laughs> so yeah, but e- even though you have different appearance, you you're still gonna have the same type of fun. I feel because it's rooted deeper or higher or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. I don't know. That's why I kind of find it cool. Um, but I I'm 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 not oh, like, like halfway towards my personal exploration either. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all learning. Yeah, exactly. It's work in progress. Um, the closer you are to not being, the closer you are to being. No way. 
that didn't make sense, but it does. Ooh. No, it did make a lot of sense. I love that. I want to go back to hate on work. I was um, checking uh, my awesome Facebook feed today. And no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to prep for the podcast and then saw a notification and couldn't hold myself and clicking it, obviously. And, um, and there were a bunch of weird comments. People were literally fighting in comments um, because I put out an ad yeah, uh, in French because I, I have a, a photography class uh, in English and people were asking me for the same in French. And since I'm French, I'm like, okay, fine. I do everything in French. Then I put in an ad and like people were literally this guy was like literally telling me my art is ugly and that i shouldn't be teaching anyone and <laughs> it is scam and uh, whatever you know and then people were like fighting against him after which was kind of fun to read you know oh and then nice. i just commented i'm like dude you do realize it's art first of all it's objective second of all there are so many people and i see it and i'm sure you see it with your students or else people who come to us and they're like I'm too shy either to be in front of the camera or even to just share photos. And they're like, no, I don't, I don't feel confident sharing those photos because X, Y, Z. And those people who actually go and, and like come and shit on, on feeds and have no place, no one asks them anything. I feel, um, I, I don't feel like obliged to say something, but I do like to say something and remind people like, hey, remember, it's subjective. No one cares if you like his work or her work or my work. What I care about is, am I happy when I do it? Do I get joy out of it? And do my clients, if I'm a pro, get, like it? Now, what you think, like, yes. sorry, that, that's cool, bro, but like, don't put it out there like that because a lot of people are going to be afraid to share anything. Um, yeah, that was mm -hmm. that's my, yeah. my rant on hate. <laughs> 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 and it's good when I I also heard like will you find ever the highest performance and performers in the world let's just take Peter McKinnon for a second will you see him posting on any groups anywhere about how he doesn't like this or shedding hate here <laughs> or there or let's let's take Tony Robbins let's take um Elon Musk Let's let's take anyone that's like mega successful. They have no time. So whoever is writing these comments, they have ample, ample time. They have nothing to do with their lives and they are just dedicating hate and spreading hate. So it's more of a reflection on them mm -hmm. ultimately because no high performer, no one that you're no one grand is no one with a great heart, with a great spirit is ever going to tear another human down, basically, in that kind of a very lame sense of writing a bad comment like on their Facebook feed, like, oh, wow, look, look at how much you succeeded that day. So <laughs> there are going to be haters. A hundred percent, you're always going to get haters. And if you're not getting haters, you're doing something wrong. That's how that I is, look at it. So that is, prepare that yourself. is a very good point. Uh, how... how yeah, and I think it's. Can you can you talk to us because when you blew up, I, just statistically speaking, and someone was giving me that image, like let's say you have an audience of ten thousand, that's like maybe a big village, right? And then you have an audience of hundred thousand, that starts to be a small city. Then you have a million, and suddenly you're like metropole, and there's a lot of crime in those big cities, right? Wow. There are, statistically, there are a lot of crazy yeah. people in New York. There are a lot of crimes going on. And there are 12 million people living there or, or what, whatever the number is. So someone was explaining the more you grow. I think it was actually Tim Ferriss that was talking about like he, he was sharing very, very 
scary and interesting topic around that. And um, he's like, so statistically speaking, you will have those people. How, how do you, um, what did you, did you face that, Sorel? Well, of course, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh, we all do. And again, if you're not, if you don't have the haters, you're, you are just being in middle land with, like your work is going to mean nothing if you're trying to mm -hmm. please everyone. Um, the, the, the main person you have to please is yourself. Yes. First and foremost, I, are you enjoying yourself? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Um, and everything beyond that, it should not, I mean, it should not, but it will uh, affect you. Long term, you have to come to a s state where no matter what's going on on the outside, you are just like, no, this is my lane. I really enjoy it. Thanks. <laughs> but 100% you're going to have people writing to you, clients saying your work is horrible. I want a refund. Um, your work sucks. Like, why are you doing this? It will happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. A hundred percent. So you just have to be like, okay, cool. Here's a refund. Thanks. And brush it off because it's, it's, it's part of the, it's, it's part of part of the Yeah, it's part of, of the the job. <laughs> when you signed up for it, it's like, hey, don't yeah. forget about that <laughs> that contract part. <laughs> exactly it's interesting um i really love that let's let's shift gears to to a little bit of gear how do you what's your favorite thing to to work with lately like in terms of photo, photo or video <laughs> i always have the same thing like i i have my tripod that i love zero we uh tx40 i think it is or something along those lines and then i have my sony a7s2 and i have a sony a7s3 um, recommendations from Chris Howe. He loves that camera. And I do too. It's really good. Low light performance, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> But I use the 16 to 35 uh, millimeter yeah. G master lens um, quite often. And then I have the 24 to 70 um, G master as well. Then I have my Rode microphones for audio and that's it. And I have my phone to, as a remote trigger for my photography, but that's Oh my gear. Can I is. ask you, like, when it comes to phone with Sony, we have that inability to focus from our phone. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, yeah. I'm so confused. Mm, I, it's, it's, it is interesting how many people have pro problems with the focus. <laughs> I get that question so much. I have no problems with it. I, I know where I'll be standing, but it, maybe this comes with four years yeah. of doing this. I know where I'll be standing. I know where I'll put the focus point and then my the autofocus mm -hmm. on the camera. Once I trigger the um, remote control from my phone, it just focuses on does me it. and then voila. I, I can't seem to make it work. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then, okay, if it doesn't, then you just put an yeah. object in place of where you will be and then just focus, manual focus, and then remove the object. Yeah, that's how I've been doing uh, it. But uh, yes. yeah, I got a little frustrated because yeah, the Nikon but, lets mm. you focus tap from your phone. Ah, that yeah. is frustrating. That was like, <laughs> yeah, what, I, what is happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> also, self-portraits are the most frustrating thing in the world when you're first starting. Yeah. <laughs> They are so difficult and I love watching videos. Some people have tried to do the advanced selfie uh challenges mm -hmm. and put them on YouTube. And it's so fun because everyone always concludes Wow, this is a lot harder than it seems. <laughs> no, it's so easy. You just go <laughs> so and lift your arms and put them in there, V shapes. That's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, if there's any other photographers right now listening, rolling their eyes, try it. Good luck. See how easy it is. <laughs> and then come back to me. <laughs> that's, that's really good. 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things. And, and I think that's when stuff gets really good. It's when it looks easy. Yeah. It's like, yes. it's like, Ooh, so yeah. It it's like, easy. there's some mastery going on here. If you look at like, um, <laughs> push hand competition, I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, it's basically Tai Chi <laughs> and there is a discipline in Tai Chi that is push hands and people basically are in front of each other and their hands and they have to push each other's hands and put the opponent on the floor and it looks so dumb oh, like i'm like <laughs> it looks weird it looks like they're high-fiving but <laughs> suddenly in like a split second you don't know what happened there's someone on the floor five meters from the other one and you're like wait what <laughs> and and it's just the, the most fun stuff to watch lately because um yeah it's like how did that happen And if you know Josh Waitzkin that wrote uh, The Art of Learning, very good book, he talks about mm -hmm. um, how it works and and how they deconstruct that. And, and that's where it gets interesting is where when you think something is so easy, it actually means that that person that's doing it is doing it at such a level that it's completely natural for them. And they're able to get the subtleties mm -hmm. Of, of things and <clears throat> I'm gonna go on on that but they were talking he was talking about like how like kung fu masters or whatever they, they like to say oh we can slow down time um and and people kind of see it as a magic trick you know but what they what they're actually really trying mm -hmm. to say is that they understand so much movements and what is happening that they're able to detect like the slightest change in muscular tension and which means Uh, it's it's like you think about it. The first time you're gonna let's let's find something. The first time you're gonna take a photo, right? Uh, you don't know what you're doing. You're pressing on the button. You feel like taking putting settings on is gonna take an hour, and then the second time it's gonna get faster and faster up to the point where the settings is something you don't think about, but you're able to see the differences, mm. the tiny tiny differences, and so you do it super fast. But everything is so granular in your mind that. And your experience that it makes it slow down for for you, but everyone else sees it in normal speed. Oof. Yeah, I don't know why I, I went there, but that. <laughs> because wisdom—that's why. That's awesome. yeah. It's, I, I never understood Let's it. All aim to yeah. slow down. Time. I never understood it until <laughs> that was explained like that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, your perception of time is different depending wow. on how you understand the action that is happening. A hundred percent. Yeah, because now I'm I'm starting Ooh. to learn music, and it's I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, even I don't know what chord progression <laughs> means. <laughs> like I don't know how to do chords, and I'm trying to do this. And I mean, I I'm sharing my music in this group that I'm part of with Andrew Huang. I'm learning music through him, music production, and all these people are like perfect compositions of their first track and then there's me that's just banged on the keyboards for like and it took me so <laughs> long to do it and it's beyond horrible but I'm just glad that I'm doing it because I understand that the learning stage is really awkward but yes it might time time is has uh yes. not stretched <laughs> And, yes. yeah you know what i mean like people could do this in about one second what's taken me to do two hours it's so funny <laughs> it's do you find that uh a little bit you know, when when you get something really good at something maybe you get lazy to try something different do you find it you have to push yourself or or it's not fairly natural where you get you actually get excited from the challenge 
Um, so this one's really tough. This one I've wanted to learn music for 19 mm. years and I have not. I've put it put it off and off and off because I'm really scared of this one, really scared. It's super uncomfortable. And I'm even – I was meant to do two hours of study today, but I just freaked out. I think I'm just <laughs> self-sabotaging myself from this. Um, but I'm going to – I'm just going to try my damn hardest. Usually the – see, I'm one of those annoying people that is sort of good yeah. at a lot of things, uh, which – can be really nice but then it also is hindering to myself so I just learned how to surf recently and I stood up I caught some really good waves and now I'm lazy because I should be getting a surfboard and surfing here just to ingrain my my skills um but but I keep putting it off and I'm like oh later 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 because I've already kind of semi achieved that goal and I just have to push myself further to just be like, no, don't relax and get that surfboard and go surfing so you can actually make this a skill, not something that you forget about in a week, which I also did with speed reading. I did it. I did really well. And now I'm slowly forgetting Interesting. that. So, Do you um, think you, to hack yourself, you want to put bigger goals or no? No, I just want to oh, follow okay, through okay. on my goals. Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah. It's not about bigger. It's actually actually about just doing the small details mm. day in and day out and making sure it becomes part of your constitution, not just like something that you can say you've done, which is just so dumb. I've operated from that space a lot, being like, but I can do this. Yeah, I I'm a once. surfer. Like, can I you did do it now? Weeks. No. <laughs> 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 so lame. Like, I'm just cheating myself. Well, wait, that's, that's what we do I'm constantly doing. every day, right? That's like your 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 best mm, friend and biggest yeah. enemy is is your own self. Like you can convince yourself of anything. Mm. Mm. I, I tried to catch so myself true. on that one. So um, yeah, I'm just now trying to find the greater good in everything that mm. I do for myself and for everything else. And if you're already going to put effort in, you might as well just concrete set that in and not waste your time, but actually make something of that, it that's, as well. Yeah. Very, very important. It's like, you're already going to the pool. Why don't you swim for an hour? <laughs> you're already yes. there. Stop looking at exactly. your bag. It's not going to magically appear clown. <laughs> um, that's that's awesome. Sorry, I, I want to be mindful with your time. And uh, But can you, do you have anything if... Uh, everyone's like, I don't like to say stuck because that, that sounds like you can't progress when when someone says oh we're stuck inside it's, it sounds like oh there's no progress possible mm. but let's say for all the people who are enjoying their cozy <laughs> time at home <laughs> what would you challenge them to work on or or like dive into while they're while they're a little bit immobilized it's such an individual thing um like for One, you're restricted with going outside. So you are basically, and I think the consciousness of the world is forced to look inwards. Mm -hmm. I think all of us are now at a point where you have to assess yourself. Uh, it's We've been locked inside in our homes. You can't free yourself. So sure, you can do some photography here and there and explore creativity. But I think a lot of this is, is um, understanding yourself more. This is how I'm seeing it right now. I'm celebrating the fact that I have to. I have no choice but to go within and figure out what is actually mine, what is not mine. And I'm seeing it as a recalibration period. That's what works for me. Whatever works for you to get you through this period, basically. But hopefully people just don't waste it on social media and things that drain their energy 
because this is a beautiful, I want to say opportunity, but I know that there's a lot of pain in the world. Um, but it is an opportunity for those that are willing to put in the effort to upgrade themselves as well, um, whilst also knowing that there's people that are going through pain. Both can exist at the same time. It's, and I think there's only change through pain. Yes, absolutely. And it's painful right now. My God, being stuck inside sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm like I was telling people. I'm. I'm on a different vibe. I. I had like three sixty videos to edit, so I was like, <laughs> actually, I'm glad everyone's stuck. I feel like I'm not missing out. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone is like. It's a good time because everyone is on the same wavelength. So catching up on old work. <laughs> yeah, there's so much that can be done when you're stuck inside. But it's up to the personal. And and as well, like, I think we live in a hustle culture that's always like, do more, do more, do more. But you can also allow yourself to be a complete blob because this might be the first and only time in your life that you're allowed hmm. to be a blob hmm. for a while. Operate, just operate as much as you can right now. Just the only thing that to me is would be a waste, but I'm just speaking from my own perspective, is if I wasted my time on social media and, and gave away my attention and my power. Sometimes you, you need Facebook videos to uplift you and make you laugh yeah. or something. <laughs> I get that, but or tic TikTok videos, but just don't waste all of this precious time that you have now been given to... That is great. Uh, I think we can leave everyone with the uh, upgrade yourself. I, I kind of like that. It's like upgrade, upgrade your software. Uh, mm. <laughs> operate this. Yeah, operate exactly. This, uh, operate. Yes. Wow, I won't say it. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> operating <laughs> system. There we go. Just needed to say. So, Raelle, where can you people find you in case they're probably lost in a cave and never heard of you? Um, find me across every single social media platform as Sorel Amor. Thank you for inspiring everyone to be themselves. Thank you so much for this. It's been really great. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and go thanks Sorel for being on this podcast and sharing her insight. I think it's been incredibly valuable, at least for me. I hope for you too. If it has, remember, share it in your stories. With that being said, have an amazing day. And don't worry, it's not the end of the world just because we're staying a little bit longer inside it's not a bad thing we can actually progress on areas we thought we couldn't progress in have an amazing day bye thank you so much for listening before you go would you like to receive once a week a free short email with my top five inspirations photos with settings gear i've loved and what i've been watching reading or listening to that really inspired my work and my life lately if you want it just go to pierrtlambert.com forward slash top five and you will be in Every week you will receive that short email to set you off on the good vibe for the weekend and inspire you. Now with that being said, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.